Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. You know, in today's age, you can't just have boring photos on your property marketing listings. You've got to have a virtual walkthrough tour. That way tenants can quickly qualify themselves and look through the property even at two in the morning online. But I can hear you say, look, Darren, it's too expensive with cameras and takes too long. That's why you've got to go to virtualtourscreator.com.au and check out how you can do walkthrough virtual tours using your mobile phone. Go and check it out. Also, talk to Tom there at virtualtourscreator.com.au on how you can quickly turn your tours into really cheap floor plans as well. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here and welcome to the PM Power podcast show where we've designed this series to help property managers with the really difficult issues, particularly the issues that keep you awake at night. So not only is today's podcast really going to help you, but also go and check out the other episodes as well. Now, today I'm really fond to be talking about these common mistakes that property managers make around inspections, but also the top tenant tricks that tenants play at inspections too. So there's lots and lots of good information today. Really important to understand that if you identify that you're making any of these mistakes, then be determined just to make the mistake once and never again. Something that I'm in part to uh, our team here at Inspire Growth Training is that if they make a mistake, it's fine as long as it's not made again. That's where we start to fail. So whether any checklist has to be changed or any process has to be changed or simply we can stop using memory systems or whatever, that's what common mistakes are all about. Now, inspections are particularly, um, I'm particularly fond of because it was a period of time Myself being a 15-year frontline property manager, uh, there was a, a, a several-year period where I was a full-time property inspector doing all ingoings or move inspections, all routines and all move out or file inspections or bond or security deposit inspections, whatever you call them. Um, and so uh, I made a lot of these uh, mistakes myself, um, but also please be aware that these mistakes um, have also come from uh, uh, posts that we've done in our IGT inner circle. So a big thank you to our IGT community and family. Now, if you're not a part of our IGT inner circle Facebook group, just go to uh, Inspired Growth Training Facebook page, like the page, join group, or just go to the IGT inner circle uh, and join us. Uh, It's a really positive group, but it's really important that you answer the three questions. If you don't answer the three questions, you see we're very protective of our culture. We don't allow anyone that's not directly involved in property management. Um, And so we need you to answer those three questions so we can quickly see that you are who you say you are. Because sometimes Facebook profiles are different from people's real identities all of that sort of thing. All right. Now, also with terminology, I'll do my best to talk uh, with um, terminology that everyone can relate to. But of course, I'm Australian. We are using Australian terminology. So for example, the word 
trades people. Um, that's something we use here in Australia, New Zealand, but in the United States, they use the word vendors. So obviously sometimes terminology will be different. Legislation, look, if I say anything that breaches your legislation from where you're from, common sense rules, apply your legislation first. Uh, because I'm not aware of all legislation across the countries where people are listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, all right, well, let's just get started. So um, let's talk about first the common mistakes at routine inspections or um, and um, now, firstly, one of the big mistakes we see is the lack of communication. Use SMS text to send the tenant a reminder together with a link to your expectations. Your communication is absolutely crucial. You want to make sure the tenant does a, the best job as possible at their routine inspection. And a lot of the time, the tenant is happy to comply as long as they understand the full gameplay. Now, no doubt um, at your notification of routine inspection, whether it's by email or it's still going by letter or whatever, you've put your expectations in there with a checklist, but on your SMS text, send the link through with your expectations as well, whether it's a link to a checklist or a link to a YouTube video or something like that, outlining your expectations upfront so you stand the best chance of getting a quality routine inspection done the first time so you're not wasting time going back and checking on things that were not uh, satisfactory. All right, also, now sometimes we're renting property to uh, individual tenants who are single. So you might have three singles in a house that might be university students or nurses or whatever. And sometimes you're just dealing with one head tenant, which is a good thing from a tenancy point of view. But for routine inspection, the lack of communication between those individuals can be lacking. So make sure you're sending a text to everybody in that household to let everybody know individually that a routine inspection is going to be occurring. There's nothing like doing a routine and uh, you know, one part of the house is looking great, but the other two were not aware that you were coming. It was a bit untidy and all of that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, and of course, if you're letting them all know, it's probably a greater chance that those gardens are going to get looked after or done for the routine inspection uh, as well. So again, thorough communication to everybody that's in that household. Um, now, um, making sure SMS text is a great way, again, upfront before the routine inspection to confirm for pets to be secured. Um, particularly this day and age of safety, it's very, very important. Um, and sometimes, you know, there's nothing unsafe about the animal, but they might just want to jump on you and slobber on you and all of that. And for me, I remember, you know, just having a, a, a new, a, a, a fresh pair of you know, work pants on, getting dog paw prints and dog slobber marks and all of that. You know, I, I personally, I just wanted to make sure I get through my week uh, with my clothes as unscathed as possible. Um, and so, you know, asking for pets to be secured on an SMS text before the inspection um, is not a bad idea. Now, if legislation permits you to enter the property after you've given right notice with your keys, then remind people by SMS text as well uh, that uh, you, you, um, you will be entering the property if they're not at home or something like that. It's always good for people to be absolutely clear that you will be accessing the property and under what circumstances within your rules, of course. Sometimes there are parts in Australia where you can't do that, for example, Northern Territory, where you do actually have to uh, get tenant permission. Um, 
but um, it, it's all part of it. Nothing like you're doing a routine inspection, you've entered the property with your keys and the tenant pulls up. You know, you just want to make sure that they are fully aware that you are inside of the property. Now, remember, to the tenant, it's not a property. To you, it is. It's their home. It's their sanctuary. It's their safe place. And we want to be as respectful as possible. So thorough, clear, concise communication, really, really important. Um, now, a common one here, really, really, really common one, um, is not leaving written feedback for the tenant after the routine inspection. Now, look, in a lot of cases, tenants want to do the right thing. You send them the notice that you're doing a routine inspection. They put all this work into the property, uh, getting it ready. Um, and uh, you, they're not at the property for whatever reason on the day at the routine inspection, they're at work. Um, and they come home, they assume you've been, there's no written note or anything to them thanking them or anything like that. And sometimes we run the risk of possibly offending the tenant because they've put all this work into the property. They've got no credit, no thank you, no nothing from you. You may not have thought anything about it because you're too busy to send a thank you to the tenant, but later you're trying to work out why they don't like you. Um, it's all these sort of little things here that give credit where credit is due. There's nothing like doing a routine inspection and everything's great because you can quickly just move on to the next one. Make sure you thank the tenant, put something in writing to them. Also, there's other property managers out there that might leave a little bag of chocolates or a bag of jelly beans or jelly babies or whatever as a thank you to them as well. Um, but just remember, if, you, if you're writing down little notes or anything, take a photo of it or even more important, you know, send them an email or something like that to thank them so you have record. There's nothing like property managers giving notes to tenants not taking a record of it. All right, you want a record of absolutely everything. Now, also another common mistake is uh, too many ins routine inspections booked into a time period. Now, your legislation, particularly in Australia, is very specific with this, where we may only be able to give a window of time to do the routine inspection. You know, back in the old days, we would send them a, uh, advice saying we'll be doing the routine inspection, you know, giving the, the seven or 14 days notice or whatever you legally have to give in your state legislation. I'm from South Australia. So we had to give seven to 14 days notice. Um, and we could give nine to five, you know, many, many years ago. But now, of course, it's a two hour time window. In other places, it may be different. But in that two hour time window, whatever you're doing the routine inspections, jamming too many in. You don't want to race your inspections because um, racing means you're going to miss important things and those important things could blow up later and become a real issue and an expensive issue if it's involving negligence of the uh, the agency missing things you know it could be leaking shower wall or something like that you don't want to race you want to pace yourself of course, you want to um, keep your travel time as minimal as possible between routine inspections. But, you know, I would only have, say, five houses in that area within a two-hour period. I deliberately structured it so I'm not racing, all right, because I want to make sure I get them all done within the legislative time frame as well, all those sort of things, but I just didn't want to miss things. Sometimes you caught, for whatever reason, you have to talk to the tenant for a while about a particular issue, um, and that's important. So you've got to allow for all of these sort of things. So always be careful. Don't jam too many in. 
Um, now, also, um, not following up with owners on repairs reported. Now, I'm a property owner myself. I have a property manager, and it's very interesting that I put my property owner hat on, particularly so I can teach uh, in podcasts like this or training sessions or webinars that I'm doing. When I'm busy during the day, I'm doing my emails, and suddenly I see routine inspection for my property just come emailed through. Oh, great, but I'm busy. Remember that. I open it up. I quickly look at the inspection. There's a bit of detail there. Um, and then I close it down. I will get back to that. Or I quickly see there's a repair. I will get back to that. Now, you've also got to understand how your owners think. They may have had a couple of repairs in the last couple of months. And they see, I'm oh, not another repair. Oh, my goodness. And they might just go, well, I'm just going to shut that down and ignore it deliberately. All righty. Now, for you as a property manager, you rock up at the next routine inspection three months later or six months later or whatever, and you say to the tenant, is there any repairs you want to report? And suddenly you've got deja vu because you're reporting the exact same repairs as last time. And you think, well, I actually reported that to the owner. Yes, you did, but you didn't follow it up. The point is you must follow up owners because in, for a lot of reasons, they might see the repair or they may not see it on the routine inspection. You've also got to follow it up as well, particularly if it's important and can cause problems later on. All righty, so just be aware of that follow-up issue. A lot of property managers just don't do that and wonder why landlords haven't acted on those routine repairs that you've reported. Now, also ensure that all areas and all zones are inspected. Now, I remember many, many, many years ago, right back to 2003, I was renting a property with my family um, and the property manager managing that property at the time sent a, a, a routine inspection notice. Now, I knew that particular property manager um, and I knew that they cut a lot of corners and they were a bit slack. And, uh, but that wasn't my concern. I'm not there to uh, tell that property manager what to do because I'm not training that particular agency. That's not my business. Uh, but my wife was all in a bit of a flurry. You know, oh, I've got this routine inspection coming up. You know, with Darren, you know, you've got to do this, 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 this. We've got to clean this, this. And I said, no, 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 no. The way we live right now is fine. If they walked in today, it's cool. I promise you, it's fine. She goes, no, no, no. And I said, no, believe me, I know this lady. It's no big deal. Anyway, uh, on the day I was doing training or whatever, and I come home and, and, and my wife said, well, um, how did you know? I said, what do you mean? She says, well, this lady, she was a bit slack. All she did was walk into the kitchen, look around and said, well, this is a waste of time. They've been here and walked out. Now, obviously, she was happy with the way we were living, but she didn't go look at the bedrooms. She didn't go into the wet areas. She didn't go um, into, you know, the living areas, only the kitchen. She didn't go outside. She didn't look in the carpool or anything like that where there could be a real issue or a breach of tenancy going on or anything like that. You want to access all areas inside and out um, and make sure you've got right shoes on to be walking outside. If you have to walk on a lawn or even a garden bed or something, ladies, you've got to have the right shoes on for that. And uh, yeah. All right, now, um, make sure that when you're doing the routine inspection that you can access your ingoing 
inspection and photos. You can refer back to what the condition was with detail when the tenant moved in. There's nothing like you're going, was that, was that hole there or not? I can't remember. You want to be able to quickly go back to that inspection and that photos and quickly take notes so that you're aware. Also, you know, the garden may have really degraded since those ingoing inspection or the start of tenancy photos were taken. And the, and the owner is going to get angry at you if you don't pick that up. So that's why you've got to have access to that information. Now, also, be aware of special conditions. Um, they could be, you know, not allowed to have pets, particularly where you've inherited a tenancy or a new property manager on board. You want to be aware of the special conditions for that property. There's nothing like the owner says no pets allowed. You're doing a routine inspection and you're patting the dog on the head, which is fine, but the, the pet should not be there in the first place. You need to be aware of that. Um, otherwise, you could have problems later on. So special conditions, it could be a part of the property not for tenant use, the garage not for tenant use, a bedroom is locked up not for tenant use, all of this sort of thing. You just need to be aware of that. Again, you should have on your property management software system easy access into what those special conditions are. They're not just found on a management agreement. All right. Now, um, also have some snacks for energy as well. Uh, there's nothing like routine inspections. Look, I know there's property managers out there and they do inspections all day, you know, through the day and they might do 20 or 30. Uh, that wasn't for me. You know, I just didn't like doing so many at a time because they're just exhausting. And I find when I'm exhausted, I get mentally fatigued. Therefore, I'm at risk of cutting corners because I just want to finish. And that's not a good state of mind to be in. So if you are doing a lot, you need to make sure you're kept energized, have some food in the car, a snack or a protein bar or whatever is your thing, an energy drink or whatever, or coffee or whatever with you. Keep energized, keep your mind sharp so you're not fatiguing. Fatigue is not your friend. Alrighty, and also um, property managers, ladies, know your escape route, alrighty? Or should I say before going into property, how do you feel? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel something's not right? Here, come, let me tell you a story. So many years ago, I interviewed a property manager in Melbourne um, and her name's Christine. She was, um, she was pulling up into a street to do a routine inspection and her woman's intuition, that little voice that says, uh-uh-uh, well, it was going off. Her woman's intuition was saying, don't stop at this property coming up. Now, she drove past the property. She turned around thinking, well, this is being a bit silly. I need to do my routine inspection. So she ignored the voice. She walked down to the property, knocked on the door, on the door and a very agitated tenant, male tenant, opened the door and put a hunting knife to her throat. Now she stepped back, she was able to talk her way out of the situation. She was able to then flee the property. She was so traumatized when she called the office, she couldn't even get the address out. But that's how traumatized she was. And she was off work for a period of time after that. That particular office then after that made sure that their team went to routine inspections in pairs or very took the safety situation very, very seriously. But my point is, if you feel uncomfortable um, at a routine inspection, don't go in. Just walk away, come up with some sort of excuse that you need to leave. Even if it's a bad excuse, it doesn't matter. I made a point to my team when I was managing property managers, if you're doing a routine inspection, things don't feel right. 
do not go in. Walk away. If I get a complaint, I will deal with it. Your safety, even if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter because your safety is really, really important. But if you're in the property, always be aware of escape routes, suspicious behavior, uncomfortable behavior, all of those sort of things. If you feel things are becoming compromised, just leave, all righty? And go do the inspection with someone else, send someone else next time, take a, a male person from the office or whatever you need to make sure that your safety is paramount, all righty? All right, now, um, moving on, here we go. Um, now, of course, if you do have problematic tenants, you know, every now and again, you've got a, a tenant that, uh, you know, may be sort of abusive or whatever, bullying or, or making a person feel uncomfortable, um, then, yeah, make sure you, you know those properties, put them into, you know, a list, and then you just take a second person with you, you know, to these properties. I think one day routine inspections are going to be done regularly in pairs by officers because you've got two issues, safety issues, but also credibility as well. Like something, the tenant uh, claimed that something was stolen at a routine inspection and they weren't home at the time. Um, you know, you can see how things can come undone, but that's my prediction for the future. You'd think that they'd be getting done now. Now, also, when you do a routine inspection, Make sure you, if you need to come back, book it into your diary before you drive off. So it's already there. And then make sure you go and do that reinspection. Of course, your legislation will tell you whether you're allowed to go and check on things. And of course, legislation probably says you can only go and check on that one thing that you need to go and reinspect and not look at anything else. Otherwise, it's considered a, a formal routine inspection blah, blah, blah. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, just make sure you always go back. It's every little thing that's done is going to make a difference or every little thing that's missed is going to come back as a negative consequence later on. All righty. That's what makes a good property manager is the little things getting done. All righty. Uh, make sure you book in geographic clusters. Your job is to make sure that the drive time between properties is kept at an absolute minimum. Minimum time in the car, maximum at properties, of course, maximum time in the office as well. But the minimum amount of time sitting on a chair in a car. That's your job to make sure you're as efficient as possible. All right, now taking a power pack with you, because if you're using an iPad with apps, and, and, we, and we, we certainly recommend, and our main sponsor is Inspection Manager, but on, on an iPad, you need to make sure it's powered. And through your busy, busy of the day, you may have overlooked to... Um, excuse me, to power up your iPad, make sure you've got a good power pack from an office shop. It's got to really power up your iPad and more if you need it, your phone, whatever. But you should be always carrying a good quality power pack. All right. Um, here's a, another one too. Don't go overboard with your routine inspections. You know, you want to make sure the tenant's keeping the home reasonably clean, but they're still living in it. It's not like it's a, a fire inspection where it's vacant and everything just has to be pristine. Well, no, they, they're living in it. You know, I know many property managers, they insist the tenant makes their beds or do the dishes or whatever. And this is very much opinion-based, but legislation still supports the fact the tenant only has to keep the property reasonably clean. And I remember... Uh, a, a, a hearing about a property manager where a tenant said to her, um, what should, um, you know, what will you be expecting when you come to the routine inspection? And she, her response was, pretend that the queen was coming. 
I don't subscribe to that stuff, seriously, or white glove jobs, all of that sort of thing. We're dealing with everyday people just like us, um, and there needs to be a level of respect there. Now, also, no untrained people. This is not a job for people who are untrained or that relief person or person on work experience or anything like that. These are serious inspections. Make sure you send the right people to the property um, that are experienced, all right, and know what they're doing because uh, there's nothing like things getting missed or a person getting into trouble or saying the wrong thing or on and on it goes. All right, now, um, not allowing dirty buildup to occur. We talked about, we expect the property to be at least reasonably clean, but sometimes it's reasonably dirty. You've got grubby marks on walls and light switches, and um, you know it might be some cobweb buildup or soap scum building up in the shower or shower recess or, or whatever. And, you know, the carpets might be getting a bit dirty or whatever. You've got to think if they shot through today, what are they going to leave you to clean up? That's the way you've always got to think. Now, of course, if the person does shoot through, takes off without letting you know whatever, it's usually with renteries, which means the bond or security deposit is already used up. You've got nothing left to clean the property with, unless you've got a good quality landlord insurance. And that only has a limited amount, usually subject to the bond or security deposit or whatever. Um, on um, on these type of situations. So you can't allow the property to build up. You've got to make sure that it's as good as practically as possible. So your job for routine inspections is to make sure you've got the best final inspection possible and you're minimising the issues during the tenancy to have a good quality final inspection. All righty? Okay, um, now uh, ensuring your keys are up to date. So particularly your entrance keys, there's nothing like you've got to the property, tenant's expecting that you've got your key and the keys are old, locks have been changed, whatever, and you just can't get into the property. Well, that's a real problem because now you're gonna have to come back another day. It's an issue, but always make sure that you're updating your keys at every opportunity that you can to make sure that you're able to fully access that property at any time. Now, also another common mistake is not taking adequate photos at routine inspections as well. So always taking lots and lots of, of photos. Um, and there are, of course, legislative concerns around taking photos of tenant stuff, all that sort of thing. But you want to be taking photos of any repairs, concerns, um, and of course, any things you could recommend to the owner to update or anything like that to upgrade as well. So um, yeah, but not taking adequate amount of photos at routine inspections, common error. Now also respect the tenant's home, okay? It is a rental property, but you must respect the tenant's uh, right to privacy uh, and quiet enjoyment of their home. This is a place where them and their family are going to be creating memories, all right? Just like you and your home, it is their home. So, um, you know, let's, uh, let's um, you know, respect that. All right, let's talk about um, common mistakes at vacate time now, all righty? So we talked about common mistakes for routine inspections. So common mistakes at vacate time, not conducting a pre-vacate inspection or a phone discussion with right expectations, all righty? So um, your job is to get the best final inspection that you can. And one thing you, you need to be aware of is understanding that when a tenant is moving into 
uh, another property, their their dreams, their 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 um, um, their momentum, their motivation. They're very motivated to move into the next chapter of their life, but all of their time and energy and everything like that and money is being put into this new property, removals, all those sort of things. Now they've got to come back and clean that other bleak, bleak property. Um, and that's a real downer for them. But they're feeling pressure. They need their bond back or deposit back and all of this. And so there's every reason why they're exhausted and they come back and they do not a good job on the cleaning or half a job or whatever. This is what commonly occurs by having a pre-vacate inspection or at least a phone call two or three weeks before they're due to vacate to reaffirm and re-outline and reconfirm your expectations of a quality inspection. Let them know people commonly don't get their bond or security deposit back because of these issues. People are tired. That's why here's a phone number, some cleaners, some carpet cleaners, some gardeners we recommend. Don't try and do it yourself because when you get there, you realise how exhausting it is and we commonly run into problems where we've got to send tradespeople in or, or vendors in to get the carpet cleaning, cleaning, gardening, all those sort of things done. People get upset. Don't, um, you know, don't put yourself in that situation. Use quality tradespeople and here are their phone numbers. All right. Now, also another common mistake um, with uh, vacate inspections is not informing the owner after the inspection has been done. Now, for me, I, I hated having to follow up property managers because they weren't proactively calling me. I had to chase them down for that information. I want to know about the level of wear and tear. I want to know if there's any things that I need to do. Does the property need a top-up clean? You know, yeah, I was one of those property owners that wanted to make sure the property was in the best condition possible um, for the next tenant moving in. So all of those sort of things there, keep your owners fully informed, particularly after a final vacate inspection has been done. Now, also at finals, not checking for hoses or checking the irrigation or anything like that, or sprinklers. They're the sort of things that you do need to be switching, you know, the garden sprinklers on or checking the irrigation. In Western Australia, they call it reticulation. So they know different words for different states or whatever, but always be checking those sorts of things out. Um, and of course, hoping the electricity is on, you know, checking the ovens, all those sorts of things to make sure they're working. Now, also another common mistake at final inspections is a failure to document thoroughly, document everything, all righty? Your job, you know, for me, I was doing a final inspection. I was also getting all my detail, right, to update that inspection for the next inspection because all the detail was there. So I make sure that I fully documented everything, if it was dirty, how it was dirty, all of that sort of detail was there. Um, and also, if there was a dispute, I had to take the tribunal. Now, all I've got everything thoroughly documented with my photos, all those sorts of things as well. So I've got a thorough argument should I get challenged, which, you know, did happen, of course. Okay, now... And the final inspection, another common mistake is not giving a tenant gratitude. 10% of these final vacate inspections are great. The rest have a little bit of a problem to a big problem. So thank the tenant. They've just made your day and made your job so much easier. Um, always give gratitude where um, it is needed. Um, now, also property managers dragging out the bond refund or the security deposit process. Your tenants need their money back. Don't drag, don't be you dragging the chain. If it's the tenant for whatever reason, okay, that's cool, but don't be dragging the chain. Just get 
to it within as soon as you can. Now, there are states in Australia where this is legislated in Northern Territory. You've got seven days to do all this work, do the file inspection, get tradespeople in, get a form served on the tenant, all of that. So that is legislated there. For everyone else, not so, but even so, always place a sense of urgency on it. Now, uh, another common mistake is you're doing a final inspection on a very vague or missing ingoing inspection report. You don't want that. Um, and uh, there are times um, where that is unavoidable. You may have inherited that tenancy from an owner or, in fact, another agent or something like that, but don't let that be your agency's mistake. All right. Now, um, also making sure that your tradespeople are paid first, particularly in an eviction situation. If you are in an eviction, finalising the tenancies, a lot of cleanup that needs to be done. Make sure your tradespeople are paid first or even better, don't go and do the work without making sure that you've got the money from the owner in your account. You don't want to say to tradespeople, sorry, we've already paid the bond or security deposit to the owner first. You're going to have to wait for the next tenant to move in. We've got some more money or, a, or an, ins an insurance claim. Don't do that. Your tradespeople or your vendors have done it in good faith. If you've got good ones, you look after them. Do not breach their trust by not paying within the right expectation um, of what you've agreed to. All right, now also not having a property manager car kit. So this is where you wanna make sure that if a little thing needs to be done, you can do it with your own cleaning gear. Now, the, the item may be too small to go and work, you know, to call up the owner, explain the situation, call up the tenant, argue with them and get a cleaner in and all that time. The item might be too small, but it's too big to ignore. Alrighty, you don't want to ignoring these things either because it's only going to cause you a problem with the next tenancy. So, you know, making sure that you've got basic cleaning gear in your vehicle. I had all sorts of, um, I don't have the, the full list with me right now, but you need to be able to do the little things where it's cleaning a basin or cleaning a mirror or something small that just is going to overcome that problem of not having to worry about getting cleaners in, uh, but obviously not ignoring the situation either. Now, um, Having uh, another common mistake is not using a detailed vacate checklist procedure. You want to have a, a form or electronically or paper, whatever that records, you know, how much rent is the tenant owing to, uh, to, the, to the vacate date or whatever date it needs to be. Um, is there any water owing? Is there any, you know, other monies owed for carpet cleaning or cleaning or, or gardening or any other issues out and you're recording all of these things. And what I would do, if I've got, a, a, I've done a final inspection um, and I'll get out my yellow highlighter and go, okay, well, I've still got to calculate uh, rent. So I'll highlight that bit. All right, there might be some cleaning, gardening, carpet cleaning. I'll then highlight those things. So I've always got these yellow, yellow highlights on that page and I know something needs to be there or at least a tick or a cross through it before I can finalise things. Otherwise, we get um, bonds refunded, security deposits refunded, and, and water has been missed that carpet cleaning bill was missed or something like that. Um, and now the owner doesn't want to pay. The tenant's gone. You've legally released them from the agreement because you've finalised everything. And now the agency has to pay. You've just got to have a good system in tracking all of these things. And I did. All righty. So um, let's talk about um, top tenant tricks that tenants play um, at the uh, at inspection. So, firstly, routines. You know, tenants calling mar you know calling marijuana plants uh, 
tomato plants um, or hiding them, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, tenants think that we're dumb. Uh, we don't know what a marijuana plant looks like. Uh, yeah, okay, some places marijuana is legal or whatever. A lot of places it's not. It's still illegal. So, you know, this is top tenant tricks. Uh, tenants wanted to call marijuana plants tomato plants or hiding them, of course, or hiding holes and damage, you know, putting that mat over. And it's a bit hard to pick these sort of things up at a routine inspection, but wanting to hide um, holes and damage and, and they'll do what they can to hide that. But of course, your job is at that final inspection, certainly to go looking for it. Um, not making um, rooms accessible um, and someone, you know, is always sleeping or the door is padlocked or something like that. So, um, you know, they're common tricks that people play because they might say, well, someone's sleeping and then it's the same, the next routine and the next routine. But, you know, common sense prevails that it could be something going on you might want to check it out also outside areas inaccessible you know again a shed is always locked and you've asked for access on your notice all those sort of things you know just just be looking out for that as a possibility and of course don't be stepping into a unsafe situation you know is the property being used for airbnb does it look like a motel uh, and not a home where someone's living, you know, have a look around. Does it look like something that is being used for Airbnb or is there a multi-let where individual rooms have been rented out? All those sort of things. you just got to have your radar on. Also hiding their pets or locking them in the car or, you know, um, a lot of these tenants will hide the pet, but they don't hide the doggy bowl, the, the, the doggy bone, the doggy toys, the doggy blanket, the doggy fur, the doggy do's, all those sort of things. So um, it's amazing how non-thorough tenants are when it comes to hiding um, their pets and the evidence. Now, also wanting to regularly reschedule their routine inspection at the last minute, if that's becoming a habit, pay attention. Of course, a one-off or whatever is no big deal, but yeah, just look out patterns. Also hiding other occupants that are living in the property that shouldn't be there. Um, it could be that spare bed has been pushed under another bed and, and it's been made. You know, it, It's a bed that uh, looks like someone's been using and pushed under, you know, just looking out for those little warning signs. Um, now, of course, drug warning signs as well. Um, and, and there's so many different drug warning signs. We've actually got a whole episode in the PM Power podcast series on the warning signs of illicit drug production. Make sure you go and check that out. Um, but, you know, we're looking out for warning signs. You need to be educated on that. And of course, you don't want to be stepping into an unsafe situation. All righty, now looking out for dodgy repairs, you know, it could be a um, what we call a bogged hole or something like that, you know, with using plastered really badly done, all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, we want quality professional work done, um, you know, whether the tenant has to do it themselves, arrange it themselves, or you arrange it, but just look out for those dodgy repairs. Um, I think one of the best ones I've, I've heard of is there was a hole in a, in a wall that had wallpaper. So the tenant went and took a photo of another part of the wallpaper, printed it off uh, on colour paper, uh, and then stuck it over the hole. <laughs> you know, four points of creativity. But there's those sort of things you've got to be looking out. Now, of course, in a routine inspection, the tenant could have a, oh, sorry, a final inspection, I should say, you know, could have a pile of trash or rubbish on the driveway. Um, I'll do it later. I'll get back to it later. It'll be gone tomorrow. Well, you need to come back and make sure it's gone. All right. Those little things you, you've got to follow up. 
Um, they're looking for cover-ups, you know, like the griller in the oven or the, the, the stove um, that's been lined, you know, with alfoil. We'll take the alfoil off. Is it clean, you know? A lot of the time you've got fats and grease and stuff that's just been covered up. And they're just hoping that you're going to overlook it. Or a, a Venetian blind has been closed or the curtain or the netting has been tied up into a neat knot. Well, you've got to unknot it. Go and look at every item, front, back, the whole thing to see if, um, if, uh, there, there is any damages that have been covered up because a tenant's hoping you're too busy or you're just too dumb or both. Um, sometimes you've got shelving that's been flipped upside down to hide really bad stains or something like that. Now, also lawn clippings, covering trash or rubbish or even covering dog feces or stuff like that. You know, lawn clippings need to go. It is it is green rubbish that needs or trash that needs to be removed from the property. All right, now, um, tenants wanting to leave needful things um, uh, uh, for, for the next tenant um, at the at a final inspection. So they're, they're leaving rubbish or, or furniture um, in, in the garage. And, oh, look, I'm, 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 I'm sure the ten, next tenant wants it. Well, no, it's rubbish, it's trash, needs to go. Um, also, the, the tenant um, spending their bond on rent, you know, so allowing themselves to get four weeks behind in the rent at the final inspection. I'll just... You know, and of course, it's not allowed. In a lot of cases, legislation doesn't permit that, but tenants still do it. So you want to get on top of that to make sure that you've got a full bond, full security deposit to work with. Um, tenants getting too technical uh, with, you know, well, I wasn't told about that at the routine inspection, blah, blah. That's not my responsibility. You know, not taking accountability for their actions is another top trick that they want to play. Um, doing their own carpet cleaning for crying out loud. Yeah, there's some states, particularly Queensland, where the tenant has to provide a receipt for carpet cleaning. In South Australia, Northern Territory, places like that, the tenant only has to leave a property reasonably clean. We've got to do all we can that if we're providing the carpet professionally clean when they move in, we want that property professionally clean when they move out. We don't want tenants using the rug doctor or some DIY carpet cleaning machine that puts lots of soapy water in and doesn't have the strength to take it out. Any experienced property manager can look at a carpet cleaning job and know if it's been done by a DIY carpet cleaning machine or it hasn't been done, or it's been done by a chem dry carpet cleaning machine, or it's been done by a really good deep clean professional steam cleaning truck mounted system. Alrighty, a good property manager will be able to tell all of that as well. Alrighty, so there's some top tenants of tenants, tricks of tenants play at routine and final inspections. And of course, common mistakes um, at property managers make at final and routine inspections as well. So that's been a really solid podcast today. Hope you've really enjoyed that. Please, of course, join us at the IGT Inner Circle um, Facebook group. Uh, so just dial up IGT Inner Circle. Make sure you answer the three questions. But thanks, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Email me anytime, Darren at IGTmail.com um, if you have any questions or anything. But love your feedback and take care.